1: And we've got uh, Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. Back from the oh, ornamental man. cheese I got a comfort. story for
0: you. I got a story for you.
1: <laughs> he brought, it he brought some. Ziggy. Oh, I can't <laughs> and, wait, please. And of course, yes, as, as pointed out by Tom, we have Ziggy Rodriguez here. That's me. Yep. And Tom brought us a decorative cheese, which is really, it's lovely. It's melted. Well, it's very hot. There's a takeaway. Okay.
0: Never use brie. Oh. Never use brie. Brie, I went with Brie. You said to use Brie. I gave it a shot, and it worked for a while. But man, you get it out yeah. in the heat, it's done. It's it's, you know, it's to, it, you're, a, you're, it was a beautiful rendition of you, though, Ziggy. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank awesome. you. Well, you know, the thing that was sad is at first the statue and Brie it was smiling, but then it was frowning. Started to mouse
1: You don't like Sam doesn't like heat, so it was actually uh, very accurate. I'm with him, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was it. accurate. I get it. Well, look, we missed you, Tom, and we and we talked about spiritual physics. Uh, and it was a great show, uh, so it was. so great. And now that you're back, we want to do it again. So we're gonna awesome. today. We're gonna do <laughs> spiritual physics two. Excellent. Uh, so if you didn't hear spiritual physics one, uh, you need to press, press go back. Yeah, yeah. Press Start pause over. now, mm-hmm. and then but go back and listen to spiritual physics one right. uh, on the EWTN app. Yeah, uh, or uh, you can find it on the web. Uh, at thecatholiccafe.com forward slash listen Um, and uh, and just start, well, you know what? Give us a a 20 second recap of what spiritual physics was all about, Sam.
0: Sure. So you have this notion 18 (laughs) 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 We all know that if you fall off of a cliff that the laws of physics are going to cause you to probably get hurt, very seriously hurt and probably die, right? And You know, we don't say God's not merciful for not preventing us from, you know, suffering consequences, physical consequences from falling off of a cliff. We just accept that you fall off off a cliff, consequence happen. Well, here's the thing. For spiritual matters, there are natural consequences to sin, and so we talked a lot last week about Um, It's how it affects us in terms of darkening the uh, intellect, weakening the will here on earth. We talked about uh, its relationship to uh, preparation for heaven and how purgatory plays a role in this and how purgatory is healing us from the natural consequences of sin. But there are some things that we didn't get into. And like an obvious thing we didn't talk about is uh, hell. Being yeah. a consequence as well,
1: right? But so, so we didn't talk about the eternal. We really just talked about like how it affects us in the here and now. Yeah, and, and it's profound. And we should have talked about how it affects us in the here and now. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because we we make the comparison having uh, you know the, the the laws of physics and the spiritual laws of physics. Right. And we made that comparison. So, like you said, you, if you step off a cliff, um, gravity is going to take over. Right. Right. And it's nobody's. Fault uh, in terms of like it's not God punishing you it's for stepping reality. off the cliff, right? Right, it's the reality of what happens. It's nature right well,
0: and I think that this is a great framework for talking about hell because Listen, it's a stumbling block for some people if you tell per- a person that God is love that he's the perfection of love and then Simultaneous to that you're trying to explain to them. Yes, this God who is love um, That that he allows for a hell where people spend all eternity and um, And and it's an eternity of torment, you know, it's separate and apart from him. People are like, well, that doesn't sound like love to me, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and so, and some people it's, 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 it's hard to believe anything about this God who's supposed to be love. Mm -hmm. If there's this hell that's there. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are people, there are some people who have said, gosh, I just don't believe in hell. I, you know, uh, I I believe in God and I believe in heaven, but I just don't believe in hell. And uh, it's a dogma of the faith and i think a lot of people might not realize that but this is not a this is a non-negotiable thing like Mm -hmm. it's a matter of we're called as catholics to have a theological faith in the existence of hell um but something about hell that most catholics don't know is that if you're in hell it's because you chose it you chose against god it's not god turning his back on you it's you turning your back on God, which we're going to talk about today as an extension of the effects of sin and indulging in sin. Why one of the effects can be hell. Yeah, right? let's
1: uh, let's jump right to the catechism just for a second, just to make that clear uh, exclamation point after uh, what, what yeah. you just said. So in, in paragraph 1033, I'll skip towards the end, but it says, To die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting God's merciful love, means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice this state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with god and the blessed is called hell i mean it's like literally it's well definitive self-exclusion i have excluded myself from this right i have chosen and the way i describe it like when i'm teaching rcia because there's lots of images people have of hell yeah, and 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 honestly, because we do the Saint Michael, the Archangel prayer, we hear that phrase "cast into hell, Satan and all the evil spirits." Right. right. We hear that God casts people in hell, like he's he's sitting on a throne. It's like, bring me those sinners, and he picks them up by their feet and then slings them into hell, like right? a lawn darts. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's like, and, and there's this image that people have, so they see hell as a punishment, right? And hell may very well, and yeah, hell is a punishment, but it's one that is self. We we chose it by our own free will. And so when I describe it in RCIA, I want people to understand something profound. It's like, okay, look, imagine that hell is a place. Right. Right? You don't have to really imagine. It's there. There's a place. And uh, you get to hell through a door. And the door has a doorknob on it. And you turn the doorknob and you step over the threshold into hell. Mm -hmm. God doesn't push you into hell. But you, it's self-exclusion. Like you have chosen not to be in God's love. Right, right, and so in terms of what hell looks like, there's you're, there's books, volumes, oh, yeah. w- written about about what what hell looks like, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, uh, the other way I describe hell is it. Well, it's it's imagine being where there is no light, where there is no hope, where there is no um, comfort, right? No fulfillment. It's it's, it's totally void of that. And so some people say, like, well, yeah, but is it like, is there like a guy like on that deviled ham, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, can, you know, right. with the pitchfork and all that? Is there's that guy's down there, and there's like these rocks and these souls that are like uh, burning and wailing and gnashing of teeth, like Scripture says, you know. And there's like flames going everywhere on a lake of fire, another description in Scripture. And, and is it like that? It's like, you know, either way is bad because if you're ever in a in a point where you have no hope. Right. Uh, It's not good. And you think about no hope for eternity. Uh, It might as well be flames. In fact, maybe flames would be more. I'd choose the flames over no hope just because it'd be like, it's something to look at.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's something that can help us is to realize that you can live out while on earth. You can live out heaven. You can live out purgatory and you can live out hell. And if you've seen someone living out heaven, and they're bringing a piece of heaven to you, we talked about this last episode, they've... They're, what do you they're, mean by live out? That's a, 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 I
1: want to clarify for my listeners sure, who are going sure. like, is he speaking heresy? No, no. We, we just had Trinity Sunday, and oh, I think yeah, he's... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what I mean is
0: that uh, God desires to incarnate himself in us, right? We have an incarnational faith, and he desires to continue his incarnation through us, right? Like... Each of us, all of us, all of everybody in Radioland, we're all called to be a face of Jesus, right? The, the question of who is Jesus—that question won't be fully answered until the last member of His body crosses over into the fullness of His glory, right? Yeah. And and so we're each pieces of that mystery. We get a we get a participation in that because of God's love and His mercy and His goodness, um, and to the extent that we accept that invitation. And we can accept that invitation here on earth if we have surrendered ourselves to God and God, you know, any moment in which God has pierced through our hearts and has loved others through us. Right. Is, so
1: you don't get an early ticket to heaven. No. That's why I want to make sure people don't—they understand when you're, oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're saying yeah. living out heaven on earth. It's like I don't want to cuz oh, yeah, there, yeah. there are separated uh groups like Jehovah's Witnesses who oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. believe that that the earth is a paradise and you'll you won't go to heaven. there's no, lots yeah. of no, so yeah, I want to no. make sure that people understand uh, essentially you're living in the grace of heaven yeah. where God is lifting the veil and and you're ex- you're living as if you're in heaven I mean you you have that look you you have the grace right. of of God's love and mercy
0: all around you right right uh, and it's a wonderful way to live and your life it reveals the life of heaven, because it is God himself who is the life of heaven, and it is God himself who is, you know, it's not I who live, it is Christ who, who who lives through me. Like, for those who are living out that scripture, you know, we call them living saints. You know? Yes, it's, it's, yes. And so that's, you know, it's not, you know, it's up for the church to canonize saints post-mortem, but that's what I'm getting at when I'm saying if you've encountered someone yes. who is a living saint, that person is revealing the life of heaven. Most of us who are trying to live our Catholic faith are, are, are living a piece of our purgatory, so to speak. insofar so far as we've got some atonement to do, we have some, a lot of learning to do, right. And we're getting purified, uh, so that we can one day live out, uh, heaven for all eternity. Right. Uh, and, and, and the perfect love communion, but then you've got, um, living a, a, a living a living hell here on earth right. is also a possibility and if you've seen somebody who's in the throes of addiction right where their lives have they've just caved in on themselves mm-hmm. where they've chosen a god you know like let's say they've chosen this drug as their god and that They've put all of their trust in that, and, and, and that their whole sense of fulfillment, their sense of meaning, comes from whether or not they get that high from that particular drug. It has affected all of their relationships. It has affected how they see people, how they see themselves, everything. Now, I'm not saying that hell uh, for that person, if you know, I'm, I'm just using this as, a, as an image, you know, to uh, help illustrate. The the you know uh, what an eternal separation of hell uh, could look like in these terms, mm-hmm. like if a person um, were given when they died, you know, just this big mountain of drugs that they had given their whole life to, and they're just alone with those drugs for all eternity, they may think there that, that they're that this is heaven for them. Oh man, I got this big pile of drugs, and this is all I care about. But if we take a step back, they're alone for all eternity with yeah. that. You know, what comes to mind is sort of Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. That's right. You know, That's like right. ordering his his whole self around there's, is precious. There's, there's,
1: they've, they've run all their family off. Yes. Right? They, <laughs> they don't have a place. They usually don't have a place to live. They can't afford. They can't keep a job. I mean, their life is destroyed. Mm-hmm. They're they're living. doesn't mean there's no hope for them. Right. Because as long as they have a breath, there is hope, and there's a God that loves them and is calling them to him. Right. But as you point out rightly they're they're sort of living in a hell or living in anticipation of hell
0: yeah and if they if they're choosing that you know we on the outside seeing the misery that they've brought upon themselves we can understand that that if, if that's if that in itself if that's your eternity that's an eternity of torment and isolation and pain yeah and 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 that's yeah. a
1: tragedy and again i i do i should take this point to, uh uh to, to even to to just point out a little bit to we're not condemning people oh, and, no, yeah. and i know there's a lot of times there's there's sickness oh yeah in addiction there's there's uh uh there's a lot of things going on it's uh, it's usually our free will choices that will get us into trouble oh yeah right um but at a certain point we're not saying this in a judgmental way uh when we when we when we come across somebody who's living in that hell right they they need our prayers they they need our assistance they need our help uh, and they're obviously desperate somewhat so desperate for it They can't really actually even recognize that
0: well and if you've had somebody in your life Who's been in the throes of an extreme addiction and you have tried to reach out there? You might very well have they might have barked at you. They might have said they're done Possibly lied to you and hurt you in some way yeah. There's all sorts of different ways in which when a person's in a throe throw of an um, addiction that they could break your heart and so I ask you to take that if you've experienced something like that, or if you know somebody who has, or if this is relatable to you, know that when God is trying to reach out to us and and when we're stuck in our sins, it's actually very similar uh, to that. And he's trying to break us out of the hell of ordering our lives around sin and call us to life with him, which requires a typically a pretty long period of purgation right. so there, there uh, if we
1: if we tie this back to the spiritual physics concept yes right then then we can look and see like if there are uh, if there are natural laws right laws of physics that that can be uh, applied to situations in the natural world well certainly there are gonna be spiritual laws of uh, physics yeah that we can apply to to either help ourselves or to help others Who are in need. So this is an interesting concept because, again, we don't want to look at hell um, as like a a prison that God built.
0: Right. uh,
1: Anticipating that he's going to chunk a whole bunch of folks in there.
0: No, he's permitting us to use our freedom. In that way, which is an abuse of our freedom, because our freedom is brought to perfection in love.
1: Right, but, but we don't hate those abusers. We're saddened by it. Yeah, we're
0: brokenhearted by it. And so is Christ. Right. you know, like so is God, the triune God. Yes, yeah, so. and that's
1: why the the when when Saint Paul talks about when when one suffers, talking about the parts of the body, we all suffer together. That that's why we should be concerned about those uh, about about those situations.
0: Well, I think another thing that. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised about in terms of f- spiritual physics. You know, one thing we we talked about. Uh, uh, we didn't. We we talked about hell now, but I think also the devil uh, and his minions. When we choose sin, or we willfully decide to flirt with near occasions of sin and stuff like that, we shouldn't be surprised when it's permitted for the devil to make attacks upon us. You know, it's not a shock that if we go when we've crossed that bridge of committing a serious sin, especially willfully creating a serious sin, that we get hit over the head you know, with attacks from the enemy, where we have that negative inner voice defining us yeah. by that sin and shaming us and hitting us over the head. Well, guess what? That's that's not like just a, a purely psychological phenomenon. That's also that there is an invisible spiritual world, and when we have chosen to walk away from God, we are walking towards the other side of that world, and it's not pretty. You know? Yes, <laughs> right. we're actually inviting it. We're not just yeah. walking through; we're inviting it. Yeah, you
1: know, yeah. We let and, it in, and Tom, and that's a, and that's a key to all this because everyone. I mean, they look like if this is the, again the law, the laws of physics. If you yeah. do this, then this happens. Well, if you if you disobey, remember we talked in the spiritual physics show, the first one. We talked about the, that God's laws and rules were not there uh, as um, obstacles. Punishment punishment, uh, reigning us in, but really as opportunities of love and grace and mercy to help us along a path that was going to lead to him. Yeah. right? And that when we violated those laws, it was f- for our own good that he laid those laws down to say, look, I'm giving you the roadmap to me. I'm giving you the roadmap to eternal bliss. Here's the roadmap. And we, we, we when we choose not to take that roadmap, you're right, Sam, we end up in the wrong destination.
0: Right, and, and, by our own choice, our and, own free will, I and, should say. And if we we hit a point, if we hit a point where, we're like, gosh, I know that this is sinful, but I'm going to choose it anyhow. A lot of times, first of all, when people are doing that, they're not choosing evil for the sake of evil. They've con- we've convinced ourselves that that thing is actually good, right? We've taken the good thing in creation it out you of its makes context. You feel good. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's or or not so much that it's good as it's not so bad.
0: It's not so bad. Right? Or this isn't
1: going to hurt me. How many times have you heard? That well, a little bit of this is not going to be a problem, right? Like, did did God really say that? Which, yeah, you know, not. <laughs> right,
0: right, exactly. That's what that's what uh, the, you know, the, the devil says mm-hmm. in the Garden of Eden, right? And and so at that point, if we are uh, if we are t- if we were if we we're choosing that pleasure, mm-hmm. and we we're choosing against God, it's actually God's mercy that He's permitting that action to result in the attacks by the enemy that we get because imagine if god just permitted it to just be pure pleasure you know what i mean and we didn't have uh attack attached to that getting hit over the head by the enemy you know when we're getting hit by the head over the enemy a lot of us are going to say, I want that part of my life to stop. And when we realize <laughs> that I have to kind of give up my attachment to this pleasure yeah. or this thing, that that comes along with it if I want it to stop. And that also is sort of a spiritual physics as well. So I would also, uh, again,
1: point out, we've, we've said it a few times, but I want to I make it clearer, I think, um, that a lot of times we see this stuff as so black and white, but really everything kind of... We kind of gray into the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? We kind of step into <laughs> the bad stuff. Because um, most, if not all, addictions of anything, uh, pornography, drugs, alcohol, anger, whatever it is that, that, that we're essentially addicted or uh, uh, you know, taken over by, start small oh yeah right? It starts small and it keeps going and that's what you that's why it's important for us to understand what you talked about with the devil and his minions all the demons right right um if you if you believe in god and you believe in um in heaven and you believe in e- eternal uh, joy with god in heaven then you necessarily have to believe in the opposite yeah the mm-hmm. lack of joy the lack of god the lack of the you know so you which means the devil, which means the demons, which means evil, which means bad, right? Because you can define evil as that which is not God.
0: Well, and, and the other thing to keep in mind is these guys, the, the, the devil and his minions, they hate us with a hatred that we can't possibly fathom, right? And if God if God just gave them free reign to do whatever they want, we'd all be dead, right? Like they they would be doing all sorts of... So the fact that there are... They're limited in the attacks in the way that there are. It's also God's mercy at work because He's only permitting that which, in His judgment, we really need in order for us to, uh, you know, to hopefully. Uh, prepare us to turn away from those things and turn back to Him, mm-hmm. right? And and so there's a whole world of pain that the devil would like to bring upon us, but they're blocked from doing it. And, and but God. also
1: maybe not just the pain as uh, just non-existence.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
1: just they just soon not have us around,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you asked last week. You were like, okay, so what are some things that we can do? Well,
1: that's where the show needs to go now, is because we we've really built this thing up. Now we got hell involved. We got the devil involved. Right. Right? It's not just falling off a cliff. Anymore,
0: right? Yeah, you know, it's
1: not just a few broken limbs. It's really uh, the spiritual laws of physics. When we violate those, right? Right now, spiritual physics tells us that there's some really serious consequences. And and like I, I've alluded to already in this program, um, there are spiritual laws of physics that we can engage to help us. Yes, right. So if if we're trying to in a medicinal way, trying to right, right the ship. In other words, go in the right direction. What are some things that we can employ and we never really kind of we was on the tail end of the show We didn't really quite get there.
0: Well, we talked about St. Thomas Aquinas, and that's that's great But I think first of all the sacraments now that we're talking about things like this You know if you there are a lot I've heard many exorcists give talks where they say that they they emphasize confession The sacrament of confession is more powerful than an exorcism because one is a sacrament the other is a sacramental, you know what I mean, and so uh, confession the Eucharist Eucharistic adoration Prayer, prayer, and fasting. Mm-hmm. Right, and when I say prayer, I mean also just making yourself available to be in the presence of God, like in Eucharistic adoration. To just order your your soul around God, give Him room to move within you. And 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 if we when we take make the efforts to fast and choose against our appetites, it also gives us an opportunity to reverse the effects of the illumination, the the darkening of our intellect, the weakening of our will. Uh, you know our Prayer illuminates the mind, and those acts of fasting um, also can help strengthen the will too. Yeah, so
1: let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, so so now we're going to engage in some uh, spiritual uh, remedies. Yeah, right, uh, which which will have profound effect in our lives, and I want to go back to the, the sacraments that you mentioned. Folks, we 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 really need to pay attention to all the Pew research studies and all the things that say that you know only thirty percent of Catholics believe in the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist, and what a devastating number that is. And and, and I'm not just saying, well, you better start believing because it's real. I, I am going to say this that it's a sign of our of our spiritual unhealth, or that we are unwell in in a in a profound way because. It, 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 rightly so. The, the exorcists uh We've had an exorcist on this program, uh, and they and they talk about the, we 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 can engage in spiritual warfare empowered by God uh, mm-hmm. with with these sacraments. We have to believe and understand they 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 are supernatural, and that they' it's not just like uh, think about it like this. I, I've even been tempted every once in a while to, when someone says like, "Hey, I'm I'm I've got to go, I got to go to daily mass," and right. I'm like. You just went to mass yesterday. Why do you got to go again today? I mean, so soon? I mean, really seriously, do you need to It's like the the church says, you know, they got, they got this once a week deal going. Why do <laughs> right. you have to push it? It's enough that we have to go once a week, right? And you stop and think about like the the idiocy of me saying something or thinking that yeah. or being tempted to think that way when in fact like every ounce of supernatural power and authority that comes from God is fighting the devil. Yes. Right? And and the more that we engage in those kinds of spiritual physics, the less vulnerable we are and also the more empowered we are to assist others.
0: You know, another thing I'd say is making time to take a break from the world. And taking a retreat, which I know sometimes that's a luxury that we can't all take. But but I'm feeling led, uh, with you guys' permission, to give a shout-out. There's a, there's a group of nuns who I've heard from, about these nuns. They're Passionist Nuns in Whitesville, Kentucky, the Monastery of St. Joseph. Passionate, PassionistNuns.org. From three different holy women, some of the holiest women in my life that I know, they've pointed to... This monastery in Whitesville, Kentucky, is being just a a, a god spot and uh, where they, they do wonderful retreats. And these nuns are pouring out their lives just praying for all of us and the church every single day. And uh, there's a sister, Frances Marie, I've gotten to know. She's from uh, that that monastery. And uh, I learned from her, by the way. I just want to give a quick shout out. They, they've been, for the past couple of years, been trying to raise $4 million for a building campaign. They're in the last stretch. They need a million dollars still. They were, Have a matching grant for any donation up to $100,000 will get doubled. So I just encourage everybody to pray for these nuns and pray for their effort. Passionistnuns.org. And even if you can't help them financially, pray for them because they're praying for you. They're praying for us. And also, if you're looking for a place to go to a retreat, that's a great place to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And again, that's all tied to the supernatural. Oh, yeah. It's a lovely place to go. And I'm sure there's like a little waterfall or nice little grove with some trees and the wind blows through it. And you're like, I feel connected again. And that's <laughs> awesome. But but really, there's some, it's a the, super, superpower, right? It's, it's a, super, a God spot, right? right. <laughs> and and uh, we we need to get back to our, our spiritual roots, our spiritual physics roots. Uh, again, where uh, so many of us have lost, uh, have been tempted to lose and to kind of throw away. You know what the church has been offering for two thousand years. Yeah, we got to get back to that and back to say back to the basics, but really to understand that we individually do not and cannot fight the devil, Mm. right? That God gives us everything that we need. To encounter the devil and to put him down it's God that's doing it right but through us but we have to avail ourselves of that so so the quality of our liturgies the um, uh, you know the, the amount the number of times that we encounter the supernatural in the sacraments that's powerful stuff mm-hmm. right so we need to exercise our spiritual physics to get us back <laughs> into spiritual health again Great topic. Uh, Great to be with you guys. And let's ask the Blessed Mother to watch us in this journey. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of
0: God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now now at the hour of our our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com